Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Handling Today's Consumers in Real Estate with your host, Evan Russell, broker owner of ERA Russell Realty Group. He is a 10-year licensed broker who has successfully coached and trained over 500 agents and turned his independent brokerage into a $50 million company before joining one of the top real estate franchises, ERA. Evan delivers his real-world real estate experience to you, the real estate agent. You can follow Evan on the Twitter feed at WorkWithEvan using hashtag AskEvan. For all your questions, concerns, comments, ideas, or anything else real estate related. Good morning, good morning, good morning. What's up, guys? Evan here. I'm actually going to fly solo today. The best, the best day in real estate is what? Closing day. So uh, my man Keith is over closing something up today, which is cool. Good way to start a Monday. Not sure why you'd want to close on a Friday, on a Monday, but I guess that's kind of the way it goes. Kind of sucks to have the whole weekend to sit around and not close on your new house, but it's all good. It's all good. So, hey, got a couple things for you today. Um, again, going to fly a little solo. Keep you, I'll keep you entertained because, you know, I won't be bouncing off anybody. I did invite a couple people to jump on the call. I got declined. People are scared of doing the, uh, doing the, uh, the podcast thing. I'm not really sure why, but they are. But that's okay. So I had a good experience this weekend. Uh, before I get into it, um, I don't have a I don't have a uh, a son who plays football in town, um, but I have a, a network, right? So because I'm out doing my thing, and and one of the four things I'm going to tell you about today is 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 what I'm going to tell you about today. But because I'm an outgoing, upbeat kind of guy, I suppose, I got a call from one of the football coaches uh, in North Reading that said, "Hey, Evan, you know, would you like to call the game?" And I said, okay, I don't have a son in the program. I don't, I don't necessarily sponsor the program with dollars and cents. Uh, I don't really have any ties to the North Reading football program at the moment. But I guess because, you know, of, of you know, the, the image that I per- portray in town, uh, being an outgoing, funny guy, he thought I'd be good. So I actually got an opportunity to call one of the, one of the, um, the fifth grade football team. So I got up in the football box and, you know, ball carrier by Murphy, brought down by number 10 North Andover, and it was a – Heck of a lot of fun, a heck of a lot of fun. But what I got to realize is, is you know, being outgoing is not easy. Not everybody can do it, right? I mean, I was at the gas station the other day and uh, kind of looking at, you know, my Jeep parked, you know, with his kind of butt by the pump and the, the front of the Jeep was kind of out and the guy across the pump for me kind of looking at my Jeep and I said to the guy, I said, man, this bitch is thirsty. And he started cracking up, right? And he started laughing. He said, yeah, you know, well, the, you know, the hurricanes aren't helping the gas prices. And we got to, you know, got to shoot the shit a little bit. And I gave him, I gave him a football magnet, right? And that guy might never, might never call. But if he goes to the North Reading gas station again, he sees the Russell Roads good Jeep. He's going to say, dude, that guy was kind of cool. You know, that guy was outgoing. You know, was, was, was nice. Wasn't all crabby and stiff, right? So I think the first thing that we need to do 
in our everyday life and things that I do. Again, these these coaching calls aren't to put you down, not to belittle you, they're not to scold you, they're not to you know be an asshole, or not to say Evan's great and you're not. I'm just just trying to go through my life and kind of share what I'm doing to maybe you guys get a little bit of of what makes some sense. And then of course you can shelf the rest. Take take you know take some information that helps you, and you can ignore half of it if you want. But if there's one little thing you get on these Monday calls, that's really the whole point, right? So I think the first thing that I do in my everyday life is I really, really, really try to be cool to people. I really try to go out of my way and make a joke with somebody. And not a, not a dumb joke, like, man, this, is door, this door's heavy, or, man, this bitch is thirsty, or, man, you know, something funny, you know? Like I got a little diet in my – got a little regular soda in my diet soda. Oh, man, you know, stuff like that, the Cumberland Farms Fountain thing. Just try to be cool. Just try to be nice to people. Try to be outgoing. Not, the world is so on edge. The world is so stiff. The world is so, oh, my God. And people have so many things they're worried about. Their, their family in the hurricane. Their home is not selling. They lost their job. They're, they got to run their kids around in 19 different sports today. And they got to cook dinner. And they got to, you know, a lighthearted thing is really welcomed. It's really welcomed. I'm not talking about somebody behind your coffee. That, that, we've done that, too. And we do that, and that works. But just, you know, try to make somebody's day, especially someone who's in your circle. If the guy at the other side of the gas pump is looking at me, he's clearly reading the ERA Russell Realty Group Jeep. He's clearly thinking whatever he's thinking. Real estate guys are assholes or, God, this guy's got a commercial truck with the kids in the car. You know, typical realtor not working today. Who knows what he's thinking? But he left with a smile on his face. So the first thing that I do every day that I think that, that we don't do is we aren't comfortable in our own skin enough to be an outgoing, friendly, bubbly person, right? Sales is a transfer of enthusiasm. It's not my product's better, my product's faster, my vacuum or my air conditioner has, you know, better energy efficiency or, you know, whatever the case is. You know, it's a transfer of enthusiasm. You're helping people get what they want. They're helping people get to a goal of whatever they need, and you're doing it by being friendly, right? You do it by being approachable, by being likable, by not being combative. By, by not saying no, saying, you know, good question, let me see. You know, not really sure. So I had another conversation at, at field hockey last night. Guy says, how's the market? He's spitting off all the stuff about the market. I was like, yeah, you're right. I'm not going to correct him. Oh, you know, he's talking really fast. Oh, the $300,000, $400,000 houses, those just jumping off, jumping off the shelves. And he was just rattling this North Reading rhetoric. And I was like, you're right, man. You got it right on. I just complimented him. What am I going to say to him? No, dude, you're dumb. That's not really how it works. No. He was into it. He thought I was listening. I was pretending to listen, and, and he felt good about the conversation. Right? So a bubbly personality is, is number one. It's the number one thing that I think I do on a regular basis. I'm comfortable with my skin. I make, I make fun of the fact that I make fun that I'm fat. I make fun of the fact that I wear shorts and flip-flops. You know, when I skate, I make fun of the, you know, whatever. I, I, just, I'm just, I just try to be an approachable guy. And what I'd really like to do is I really want my family to think that too. And I don't always succeed at that. You know, I'm a bubbly guy on the outside. Everything's all great on the inside. Then you go home and, you know, you get crabby Evan or whatever. So we try to keep consistent. I think consistent and believing in who you are and believing what's your message is really an awesome thing to do, but you got to be comfortable. You got to be comfortable to know what you're talking about. You got to be comfortable to know where your website goes and where it doesn't go and what it does and what it doesn't do. Right? So the first one is to be comfortable in your own skin. Try to be outgoing. Try to make a friend. You know, try to give, give the conversation enough reason to pass out a schedule manual or a business card or something. 
I was last example of this one. I was at a hockey seminar on Saturday. I met 240 of my fellow hockey referees. I'm the only guy there who made a hockey official business card. Literally, Evan Russell, hockey official. Here's my phone number, my email, my Facebook. No real estate on it at all. But when I met these, these leaders in the hockey world, I handed them a business card, and they all were like, wow. Wow, that's kind of cool. I'm the only guy who went to Vistacrit and spent six bucks that says Evan Russell hockey official on it. You know, standard shipping cost me $9. I gave out probably 50 of them on the weekend. Right? And people leave and say, wow, really cool. Well, you've got to think, think ahead like that. You've got to think about that. Right? You've got to have those tools ready. You have to have your e-buyer, go, your home buyer book ready. You have to know where your URLs are so you can be outgoing, right? So not to belabor the point, number two, to research others, right? You have to know who you're talking to. You have to know who the dads in the town are and what they do and care about what they're, what they're doing, right? You see a dad, just an example. You say, hey, dad, how's, you know, how's the windows going? You know, hey, dad, how's, how's the roofing business? Or, how, you know, one kid is there, another kid's that there. Hey, kid, how's your other daughter doing? Or, hey, dad, how's your other daughter doing? You have to care about what pe- other people care about, right? You have to be approachable, and in your conversations, you have to research others. You have to research your competition. You have to research who you're talking to. You have to research what the house looks like. You have to spend a little time preparing. We talk about David Ortiz time and time again, but David Ortiz is going to go to the Hall of Fame not because he was a good hitter, because he was very good at preparation, Right? He was very good at looking at film, very good at understanding when a curveball was coming in the bottom of the sixth versus a fastball on the top of the first. Right? He understood the situation. He knew who he was talking to. He knew his objective. And he knew when to talk about baseball and when not to. Not all the time when you go to field hockey is, is real estate the topic of choice. Not every time you go to breakfast should you talk about real estate. But if somebody around you talks about it, you should be ready to understand it. You should be ready to chip in. It happens. Unless you're in a tunnel and unless people don't know you're in real estate, which I think a lot of you are in that, are in that space, the question they will ask you all the time is, how's the market? They ask that question time in and time out. Every time I go somewhere in my, in my, my zone, I get asked that question. How's the market? How's business? Everybody asks you that. So you have to know who you're talking to to answer the question, to research the people mentally, online, get to know them a little bit, fact find. It can't all be about you, right? So number one is you've got to be an outgoing personality. You've got to be willing to talk to somebody. You've got to be willing to, to meet a stranger. You've got to be willing to make a funny in Ryers. You've got to be willing to make a joke at the counter of the Babies R Us checkout line. You've got to be outgoing. You've got to set people at ease. And when you set people at ease, they'll like you. Although, like the situation that you put in, most people, some stiff-ass people don't, but most people. Right? Number two is you've got to understand your audience. You've got to understand that you're talking to, if you go into the Babies R Us counter, you're talking to a 19-year-old or a 20-year-old girl who probably is not going to help you in life other than just being nice to her. Maybe she's going to dig out a coupon or maybe she's going to do something by just being cool to her, but she's probably not going to buy real estate from you. But that doesn't mean that she can't help you in another way. You kill them with kindness. You kill people with kindness, and most times, most times than not, they will help you. They will find that coupon in the bottom of their drawer. They'll give you that student discount even though you might not be a student. They might find that exercise and look a little deeper because they want, to, they want to please you because you're a pleasing person. You know, go to a clothing store and say, God, assholes, you never have my size. I'm never coming in here again. 
What are they going to say? Well, fine then, dude. Don't come in here again. But if you go in there upbeat, you know, like take Vineyard Vines, for example. My family and I go in Vineyard Vines probably weekly. Buy anything. We just go in. We have some laughs. We look at some stuff. We make some friends. We, we're cheery, and we walk out. But when we do go in and we do want something, we get the royal treatment because they know us, and they know, you know, the kids, and they know my wife, and they know everybody because we go in there and we're cool to them, Okay. So being nice to people, understanding where they are, right? The third thing that I do that you guys should do, and I know you don't do, is I send an average of three to five handwritten cards a day. You probably don't even know it. So I had a good experience on the weekend. The guy allowed me to, to work the booth. I'm going to send him a handwritten thank you card. It's not going to be on ERA stationery. It's going to be on just some generic, you know, thank you card. That's going to say, I really appreciate the opportunity to call in a football game. It was great. Thank you. If I can, you know, let's grab a coffee or whatever it's going to say. I have to think about it. But it's just two or three sentences. Two or three sentences. Not a big deal. Hey, man, thanks for letting me call the game. Look forward to seeing you around. Appreciate it. Do it anytime. Cheers, Evan. Right? I'm going to send that thank you card out. I'm going to send a thank you card to the, co- the two coaches who participated in field hockey last night. Nice job with the girls. My, my daughter had a great time. Really appreciate it. You know, great, great for giving back to the community. You know, cheers, guys. And I'll probably put a Ryers coffee card in there. So who else do you know that you can send a note to? Right? Let me give you a good example of, of sending a handwritten note. I played poker on the weekend. I forgot to pay my bar tab. I, I ate at the bar. I sat down at the table. I got busted out really quick. I kind of stomped out. I didn't pay my bar tab. So the leader of Eastern Poker Tour, EPT, emails me, says, Evan, you forgot your bar tab. And they were kind of belligerent about it, like, Another asshole didn't pay his bar tab. And I type back, oh, right away, oh, bummer. I got busted out. I kind of got mad. I kind of stomped off. I'm really sorry. I'll send the check out. And she was then very cool. Oh, no problem. Really appreciate you getting back to me. You know, not many people do. And I type back, yeah, I'm not a degenerate. I'll, I'll send the check out. No problem. My bad. And she's like, no, I know you're not. You're welcome anytime. Great. So I'm going to send her an ERA card. Thank you very much. Apologize for skipping the bill. Here's a little extra for the server. You know, see you at the next event. And I'll put some, some card in there. But that's three hand, four handwritten cards right about without even trying. Now, you've got some, too. Now, I've met a lot of people at the football game. I've met a lot of people at field hockey. There might be another mom or two in there that I might say, hey, good to see you today. You know, your daughter's looking, you know, your daughter's growing up. Oh, pretty stupid, but your daughter's looking, you know, growing up. You know, look forward to a great fall. Something like that. Right? I send those handwritten, handwritten cards out. And I do it all the time because everybody goes to the mailbox and all they get in the mailbox is junk, but they still go to the mailbox, right? And a lot of people like getting those cards. It's a really cool thing to do. I know I like it. The kids like it, and I think it's a, it's a cool thing, right? So what we don't want to do is we don't want someone to say, oh, Evan, yeah, he, he already knows I'm in real estate, or he already knows I, I sell curtains, or he already knows I sell scrapbook, or he already knows I sell, you know, whatever. We don't ever want to assume that because what will happen is the yard sign will go up next to your house, and you'll be like, what's up? And we'll say, well, I haven't heard from you. I didn't realize you are still doing real estate. You know, what does that really mean? Well, sorry, man, I didn't know. And it happens all the time. Just because you send that one postcard around the town doesn't mean that they're going to keep that postcard forever. So you have to continue to, to stay in touch with people, continue to get your word out, continue to be friendly with people, con- continue to care about what they're doing, and continue to be in touch with them, more so than just liking a Facebook post, right? Handwritten cards are super powerful. 
super powerful. I don't use sales skills, sales verbiage on people, but I will say that. Handwritten cards are totally great. Everybody loves them. Everybody appreciates them, right? So before I get to my last point, I think that we're just not aware of our own skill set, right? We, 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 we take the fact that we want to be real estate and we want to make the money, but I don't think we actually engrave that into our everyday life. We don't show up, you know, at, at our place of business with real estate on our brain. It's a second thought. And that's where I think a lot of us aren't being as, as successful as we could be because we don't go in to our coaching set, you know, to our coach, coaching with the kids and the parents, and we don't go to our job or we don't go, to, you know, to the Nance Cafe, Cafe or Ryers or wherever else with real estate on our brain. We go in there to get our milk and get home, which is what the rest of the world does. But if you just take the time to talk to somebody, if you wear your T-shirt, if you have a business card, if you have something of value, or you just make a note to say, great seeing you at Ryers. You know, you know, like your new truck. Kristen got a new van a couple weekends ago. She got a card that says, hey, hey Kristen, your van looks awesome. She'd love it. I think it's kind of goofy, but she, and inside she'd, she'd like it. I'm like, oh, right, cool, I got a card about my van. Someone really likes it, even though it looks the same as every other van in the road. Just kidding. Okay, and the last one is I do research on my competition. I know what my competition is doing, right? And you need to know what your competition is doing because they're the ones that are going to sell the houses around you, and you're going to be like, well, what about me? How can you call me? Right? Well, did you know that the competition is giving away ice cream? Did you know the competition has started printing, you know, big, big purple T-shirts that are showing up at other events? Did you know, do you know what your competition sponsors? Do you know where your competition is and where they're not? And I'm not just talking about local. I'm talking about in your area, you know, who, who are you, who's your competition for your own family, right? I'm helping the guy, the guy's clothes on his house this week. He wants to sell his condo for his mother. He's got, you know, a friend over here and a cousin over there and a sister over there. Those are all my competitors, right? So what am I going to do to tell, you know, my seller that I'm better than the family members? Do I know where they work? Do I know what kind of split they probably offer or commission they offer? Do I know what tools do they have? Do I know why? Can I, can I articulately say why I'm a better choice? than his relatives. Do, and, that, and that's what I'm talking about in, in, in competition, not just what, you know, the purple company down the street's doing. Your competition's all around you. It's in your neighborhood. It's in your schools. It's at your jobs. It's at your gyms, right? We talked about last week. The average person knows eight to ten real estate agents, and it's true. You're sitting at, at, at the football field, and you point out six or seven of them just right in here in town that are all hungry for the same business. Some people do better than others. Some people can recognize Evan's voice from the PA without even knowing Evan's doing the PA because Evan runs his mouth all around town. That's, that is either a good thing or a bad thing, depending on how you look at it. Does it mean they're going to call me to sell their home? Well, I don't know, maybe. But I'm aware of who I'm talking to. I know who they are. I'm friendly when I see them. I acknowledge that I've seen them with the, with the handwritten card, and I know what they're doing. I know where they're at. I know who they are. I'm aware of who my audience is. So in the business planning guide, what do you want to say? Who do you want to, who do you want to deliver that message to, and how do you want to deliver it? Right? I've just basically canned my whole coaching call into that, you know, couple, three pages of the book. Who do I want to hear my message? You've got to dig deep. And it can't be, ah, he already knows I'm real estate. The, the field hockey coach knows every second of what I do in town. Doesn't mean I'm not going to send her a thank you note, right? 
I don't have to tell her I'm in real estate. She knows ten times over that I'm in real estate. She's still going to get a thank you note for being a good coach to my daughter yesterday. Right? The guy who, who, who set me up with the, with the announcing booth. And his wife is a real estate agent in town. But he's still going to get a thank you card because that's the right thing to do. And that separates us. All right? Okay, guys, be aware. Know who they are. Handwritten notes. Know what they do, where they live, what's important to them. Right? It's just being a human being. It's caring about others. It's what you want those people to care about you, right? Let's, let's be straight about it before we wrap up. You want those people to hire you, right? You want those people to pay you seven, dollars $8,000 to sell their house, right? Isn't that the goal? The goal is for them to do business with you? Isn't that the whole point? You want to do business with your friends and family? That's right, right? You want to do business and you want to sell real estate? You want them to trust you for an eight, nine, ten thousand dollars $10,000 commission? Well, what are you going to do to earn that? Are you going to know their three kids' names? Are you going to beg for the business or are you going to build a relationship? It's really quite simple if you think about it. It's really quite simple. You're not going to beg for the business because beggars don't win, right? You're going to be smart and passionate about it, and that's what's going to get you across the finish line. That's going to get your brand built, no matter where you are, North Reading, Wilmington, South Shore, who, Cape, wherever you are, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where you are. You're building your brand. You're building your relationship, and there are certain ways to do that, and there are certain ways not to do that. And my final piece is take that motivation that you use during the day, and be sure you bring it home. I'm going to touch on this because I see my wife is on the call. Be sure that you're giving your wife and the kids the same love giving your customers, that you're giving your potential clients. Give your wife and kids the same effort that you give, you know, your, your, your prospecting. If you're respectful to people and man's, you've got to be respectful to your wife and kids. Don't, enter, don't, don't lash out all your energy at work and you come home and kick the dog, right? Let's be aware of that. Because honestly, when people see Mrs. Russell, they know Mrs. Russell is married to Evan Russell, and Evan Russell sells real estate. And you don't want Mrs. Russell to be a crank because Evan's been mean to her today because he spent all his energy being somewhere else. And balance is key. Balance is key to, to everything. It's the hardest thing we do in life, but it is absolutely key. So, all right, guys, hope this helped. I'm way over my time. Uh, let me know. I'll be around all day. Hope you guys enjoyed, and I will catch you later. Thank you for listening to Handling Today's Consumers in Real Estate with your host, Evan Russell. To listen to a previous episode of our HTC podcast, you can visit evanlive.com or find him in the iTunes Music Store. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.